Hi, this is David from ESL RPG. Please listen to the end for information about how you can help support and grow this podcast. Welcome to ESL RPG. On this week's episode, the battle gets cleaned up and... Oh, okay, it's going to get dark again. Uh, so this fe- episode will feature some mild torture and drug use, so enjoy! Oh, and probably don't listen to it at work. I think that means battle's over. Yeah, time to loot. Loot, 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 loot that corpse, corpse, corpse. So I reached the uh, officer I shot, right? So I want to check what he has on him or her. (laughs) Yes, be an equal opportunity looter. (laughs) Also, anyone. So, there's what, midnight there? I can sit here and start rounding off loot, or I can, you know, just put it over the messenger and let you guys go and leave. Tell you what, um, messenger and let's just say 30 minutes to wrap up story stuff. That works. So, now we actually have a chance to talk with people. Yay. Who do we talk to? You can talk to angry drunk guy, or you can talk to... Reyna, who apparently knows all of them. Or you can talk to the dragon. Or you can talk to the invisible people who are probably not invisible anymore. <laughs> if you want to talk to the dragon, here it is. Okay. Bob is going to roll a wisdom save to see if he stops acting like a schoolgirl. <laughs> that's, that's average. 13? Yeah, he's able to contain his... Chair excitement. Although it's obvious he's really giddy, he can at least hold an intelligent cup. Any y'all remember my grandpa Billy Bob, uh, the singing elf? They asked, what one was he again? Uh, yeah, you remember that big warp barn years back? Well, he was apparently fighting with y'all in the big warp barn years back, and he was the uh, singing elf guy. Came from a farm somewhere. He don't look like me. He don't look like me at all. Like I said, elf. This short. Yeah, he puts his hand at the general average height of elves, which is like nipple height on him. <laughs> Old man nipple height. Hey, wasn't he a farmer? Yeah, that's what. That's exactly what he did. Yeah, yeah. I'm his grandson. Whoa. So, I'm guessing, looking up, that would be Kit, and looking for wings. Do I see wings? Yes. That would Are be Kilko, and, uh, I think you would very much like a drink. Here you are. This is what I got. Yeah, he's going through who he remembers based on Grandpappy's stories. Okay. Yeah. Somebody and nobody, they weren't visible, but you, you hear the occasional muffled kick if they make, if they're going through the problem, make sure everybody's actually dead. Yeah, he's going to ignore somebody and nobody because that's a different thing to cover because I'm not entirely sure if that war 400 years ago, they were somebody and nobody, or if they were somebody inside nobody. Yeah, the whole story is running low, so it's still kind of fuzzy for people who just live through it. Yeah, and the fuzzy lives. Anyways, Kit eventually makes his way picking up bodies and shoving them into a very large bag that that seems uh, a bag that doesn't quite be a whole human body, but it's the way anyways. Okay. Anyways, Bob turns to Shagrat. I told you they was real! 
Alright, alright, just calm down. Stop being so kiddy. Quick, what's the best alcohol you got on you? My good traveling whiskey. Alright, you better have something aged at least 200 years. Otherwise, uh, there's a good chance he's not going to be happy. And you just saw what he did to people who are not happy. Oh, I don't want to give up my whiskey. Okay, so anyway, yeah, like I said, you see what happens when he's not happy. And unless you have something that's been aged at least 200 years and been distilled magically at least three times, he's going to keep being not happy. <laughs> this is somebody who has drunk his way through hell and back. <laughs> Literally. Literally. Seriously, what's the best thing you got on you? This is all I got is my cheap whiskey from the tavern. I don't have something that's been aged 200 years. Are you crazy? Do you pull that whiskey out? Yes, I'm, I'm pulling it out, shaving my flask in front of his face, a little angry. I'm angry that he wants me to give up my whiskey. He takes it, yeah. he sniffs it, pours it out, takes his flask, fills yours up, and then hands it back to you. <laughs> <laughs> and he's kind of angry, he's like, That's better, you take, now! Okay, I immediately take a, take a swig from this new whiskey. <laughs> I said not to me. <laughs> Okay, I take it. I was gonna say, pod save. Okay. <laughs> okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So the hair on your chest immediately falls out. 19, that's good. New hair instantly grows and it instantly curls. <laughs> this is by far the best whiskey you have ever tasted in your life. <laughs> like, whiskey this good shouldn't exist. According to the rules of magic, nature, and all the gods, this whiskey shouldn't exist. I am speechlessly enjoying this this new whiskey. I can't even think straight. No, you really didn't. Speaking of thinking straight, um, Bob is packing his pipe with green tobacco. Okay. In fact, Father Jack, he likes the fact that you're just new clean and tingling. He takes your flask from you, reaches into his pack, and is handing you another flask. <laughs> and it tells you it never ends. <laughs> never ending whiskey? It, am I still alive? Am I, am I dead? Oh, wait, Bob, am, I, am I actually alive? Bob's an accent. <laughs> ah, no, no, it's just heaven. Thank you. And then he, he, he yells at you too. Drink! <laughs> and if you try to find it, it's a DC 20 for Wells. Oh, wait, did. You fail the wisdom save, you must drink. Oh, so, God. Now you have to do a con save. Oh. He, he can choose how much he drinks. He just, Father Jack is staring at him, telling him to drink, and everything in his body is telling him he wants to drink. I'll never say no to a drink. I instantly take another sip of the new whiskey. Already did con 18. It's the same stuff, but if you look at the bottle, you can see it in fine print. Never ending. Ooh, it truly never ends. Pretty much Father Jack like like you when you press like so he gave you a never uh, a never ending bottle of actually aged five thousand year old whiskey. 
5,000 years old. It truly never ends. More of the liquor of life. And in fact, you know, anybody who drinks this has the same effect where even if they didn't actually have chest hair, the chest hair grows so it can just curl. Hey, you're Erwin. You try it. No, thanks. Are you sure? <laughs> Come on, Erwin. Be a man. <laughs> she ain't a man. The hair curls also works with animals. Where's the nearest animal? <laughs> Why is that the person? Wait a minute, wait a minute. Vince, I have a challenge for it. Okay. Bob takes a swig. Specifically because Goliaths are naturally hairless. Like, hair in fact grows. But there's not supposed to be follicles. Yeah, hair grows. Where? Hey. So for two minutes, you have an afro. Like a seventies afro. So Bob's hat just goes poof. Bob stops trying to talk, reaches into his pouch and takes out a mushroom and eats it. <laughs> and then continues smoking his green tobacco. <laughs> Thinking, and goes, remind me never to drink that. By the way, Father Jack is laughing at Bob. He thinks it's just downright hilarious. Bob passes his pipe Father Jack's way. <laughs> and Father Jack just takes a big cough. <laughs> then he a cough and then he reaches into Kit's saddlebags and pulls out some green leaves and says, Smoke at home. Not here. But the dad goes into his head and points to a guy who, looking dazed and confused. He smoked here. Don't smoke here. <laughs> Fair enough. I'll wrap. <laughs> Bob, meanwhile, is very eagerly, eagerly waiting the camp tonight. <laughs> <laughs> meanwhile, Corrigan. I'm, I'm going around the battlefield looting anything of value. Erwin? Well, you'll you, you get tons of basic armor or. No, down and do something with it. Okay. I guess Bob's going to join in the looting as well just to help out there, but Drag, Erwin, do you want to talk to people? Oh, wait a minute. Where is somebody who's just unconscious, not actually dead? Because that's actually something that, for story reasons, Bob would want to know. Oh, uh, okay. Okay. As you look up, as you see Kit picking somebody up, you see him barely moving, but Kit's being ready to punch him into the water. Give them here. I have my reasons. Give them here. <laughs> Roll me a uh, strength check. Uh, natural 20. He softball pitches this guy to you. He just uh, grabs the guy by in the midsection and just toss. And with, with a nat 20, you are able to catch him and stay on your... Okay. This guy is wearing the same uniform as on the box and uh, in the Thieves' Guild, right? Yes. Okay. Excuse me. Things are about to get just a little bit dark. <laughs> so Bob finds his nearest open wound. He jams his entire fist inside of it and casts Cure Wounds to um, heal him, but with his fist inside. Yeah. Because Bob needs okay. information. Alright, so he inhales but screaming because he has a hand in it. Yeah. Alright, boy, now listen very carefully because otherwise I'm going to find something inside there and squeeze. <laughs> I need information. Now, where is your armies going next? He looks at us, I'm just a low man on a totally I don't know anything. 
All right, maybe you know this thing. Where are prisoners from... God dang it, where was the name of the village? The place I'm from. I don't think we actually named it. Uh, Bob Town? Name it now. Tiger. For now. Noun. All right. Where are the prisoners from the village? A noun. Meanwhile, just to make his point... Clearly, he's going to find something vaguely kidney-shaped and squeeze. <laughs> Doesn't have to be a kidney. Anything vaguely kidney-shaped. Spleen works, too. I know we have a big prison located, you know, in, in some place called Toledo. Toledo? I, I don't know what I said. T-O-L-E-D-O. Bob is going to insight check just because Toledo? Seriously? 16? He seems to be telling the truth. I mean, he doesn't... What he does remember is he's been uh, he's a low man at home, so doesn't get told much, and he would have told Jordan that because something from the program, if you were saying something in his pocket, I had to put some dragon. Okay. That enough was for him, was enough to get him to spill all the beans. Now, very important question. I'm going to have to take my arm out either way. Do you want to live or do you want to die? <laughs> I, I, I'd like to go home, sir. <laughs> okay. <laughs> <laughs> You've been very helpful. Have fun. Um, is that hole bleeding at all? I mean, I did cast cure wounds from inside that hole. He says it doesn't matter. I'm going home. Okay. Uh, you might want to have that get looked at by a cleric because that hole may or may not be permanent. Have fun. <laughs> he walks away. I guess I do. What? He was happy. I guess I do kind of turn to Kit and say, Hey, you want to try that same kind of thing on someone higher up on the totem pole? Because I still got a little bit of information yeah, to figure out. looks at you as a guy's dangling from his mouth, kind of that with a fight for Is that an officer? Oh, I would love to do stuff like that to an officer. Hang him here. Kit calls him out, hangs him by his foot, and asks him if he's an officer. Oh, he doesn't know which way to go. Either, either, either. <laughs> <laughs> the guy, soldier, but it goes, no. He doesn't know the right answer. He doesn't know the right answer. All right. Soldier, what's your rank? Yes. The soldier says, I'm whatever it means I don't get eaten. That's okay. That's okay. You're probably not. Does he have an open gut wound? Yes. Then, um, round two, fisting. <laughs> You're probably not gonna get eaten, buddy. You're mine. Kit looks at you and says, He's getting eaten? What are you talking about? I'm hungry still. If you're very nice, I'll cook him for you. <laughs> okay, so this this guy fills the beans in the hopes that the moment he can work out how to, how to run away. Like the conversation, about, he keeps you talking for a good 48 minutes. Just. About everything. Wait, that whole battle plans. That whole time with my thing, with my hand inside his guts. Yes, like I said, Kit is staring at him like he's the friend with me. Well, he he is a person. But yeah, he tells you, you know, he tells you about himself, kids, and grandkids. You know what the army, what the army has done so far. What he thinks about his higher ups. The random snail passing by. How he didn't want to be here in the first place, he thought it was a stupid side trip. And like I said, 48 minutes of everything possible. And eventually you do get out of him that, you know, that he suspects that there's multiple armies on going different things to kind of keep everybody, keep the world off balance. But, uh, rumor has it that it's all being controlled by one guy in the far north. But, you know, no unit has 
full knowledge of what's going on. So when, you know, something like this or anything happens, I can only tell you so much. I only know so much. I mean, everything else I know is just pure speculation. All right. Tell you what, then, uh, last little question before we end this. What's your opinion of Cobalt? <laughs> Cobalt. He actually likes Cobalt, and he talks to you, he tries to keep you talking for the next 74 minutes about the, the details of Cobalt culture. Alright, you live. Bring a corpse my way, I'll cook that one for you. So, this guy, in a pure panic, runs to the water, jumps in, and tries to swim across the bay. About halfway out, you see him finally get pulled under the water. Pulled under the water? More like yes. And Kit is just right next to you and laughs with They didn't know Bessie was here. Bessie. Oh, I guess I should check that. Vince, during that whole torture session via magic, did I surge at all? No. During the torture, no. But when you see Bessie uh, poke her head up out of the water, you surge. <laughs> it's like, wait, the lock response is real? Yep. 55. That's real. Oh my god, um, I don't know what happens now. Oh wait, no, I do know what, wait, did I take any more swigs of that whiskey? The whiskey that gave me a fro? Yes. Did I have hair at the time that the Loch Ness Monster came out? Yep. Okay, um... The um, specific surge effect is your hair falls out but grows back within 24 hours. So does that mean that one day later the fro is permanent? Yes. <laughs> I'm a Goliath with a fro! But, but here's the thing. Yeah? The only possible fro when you're in a human area, so right near bays or somewhere with the water. Other than that, it just, it's like... Viking hair. Like, your natural hair, it just grows. Okay. You are now the only guy in existence with hair. (laughs) And it's long, luxurious hair that alternates between braids and froze. Yes. And and by the way, whenever you get your head wet, it does not matter what you have your, how you have your hair style, it immediately puffs up and and it instantly gets wet. So if you cut it in a tight point now and put your head in water, it just poof. Wow, that's going to be very difficult to explain to Sue. I know one thing that Bob ain't gonna do, he ain't changing his accent no matter how black his fro look. Y'all ain't taking this accent away with hammering tongs. Does anybody else want to do story stuff? Does Dreg want to interrogate people about his plants? Does somebody want to tell the four that we brought the thing that's supposed to be sealed away? Oh yeah, no, they have it. Yeah, they have it. It is in lockdown and it's, like, even if you detect magic, all you see is the bolt. You can't get a read of anything inside the bolt that the bolt that matter. Okay. I guess we're done. Um, and then, you know, as you guys look around, you start to chip, start summoning hordes of insects to come and dispose of the bodies. Oh. Wait. Insects to dispose of the bodies, like eating them. Yep. Eat okay. Natural process. Like he just summons a very organic dung beetles, flies, flies, maggots. Just you see, you just see that the ground itself looks like it's walking as 
just a wave from sort of dead body. As the wave goes through, the bodies are over there. Now, all the stolen gear and equipment is just a question. Hold on a second, I gotta try something. Bob pops another shroom. <laughs> just cause this seems trippy enough normally. Hell yeah. y'all want one of these? For those of you who are not too high, you want some shrooms? You hear it mutter something to Corgan is still uh, looting. So he's, uh, he's not paying attention to anything well, anyone else. Well, your looting's about to get easier because all the organic matter is going to be eaten away. So are, are the insects now doing their stuff? Yeah, there's a wave yeah, of insects moving yeah. through and eating all the organic matter. So I, I see the insects like heading towards where I'm looting, and I just yell out, "What the devil!" And I just run off to the side. Because and, I, just, but, I don't know what they're doing. Running, you notice that all the insects are like giving you, are like staying roughly two feet diameter from you. So they're, they're going around you and just continuing on their path. Corbin is still. Wherever, wherever you step, there's always a clear stop. Sure, but Corgan is still kind of freaked out because, you know, it's not like a daily event to see a, like a whole. Okay. Yeah. But yeah, yeah, yeah. He but, he appreciates their um, appetite. They're clearly missing. They're missing. They're missing. Ninety-four. Um, <laughs> your size increases by one size category for the next minute. Dude, everything is so small, man. <laughs> it's like everybody's ants. <laughs> giant, giant. <laughs> yeah, right, man. Giant Goliath. A giant Goliath. So, yes, uh, Bob is now airy-sized and still smoking and tripping and relaxing. <laughs> Anybody else want to do something before we leave? I'm happy to. Drunk off my buns on whiskey. And, and by the way, you do if you attempt to throw a bottle up, it works. You can just fill up an entire cask, and then by the time you put the, lid, the flask back down, the flask is full again. <laughs> wow. I wish I remembered the name of that horn goblet from Norse mythology. It's just like that. The horn. From now on, my flask is called the horn. All right. Okay. I'm taking a swig from the horn. Yeah, don't forget to give the endless flask back when you're done. <laughs> oh, no, no, no. Uh, I figured by now, after all, Father Jack has multiple endless flasks. He, 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 gives, he, he, gives flask out, he gives his endless flask out to uh, people who would press it. Now, the difference is, Father Jack's endless flask also doubles as a decanter of endless uh, water. So, he, if he uncorks it and points at somebody, it hits them like a fire hose. <laughs> fire hose is looking up, but the one he just gave out doesn't have that effect. He doesn't, you know, he doesn't pour out at high speed to just, just kind of come out just in enough speed to fill the glass. And Father Jack, particularly uh, Father Jack's class, is a class of returning. So if somebody spills his flask, all he has to do is reach into his, his vest pocket, and his flask magically returns to the vest. Hmm. Okay. So, so Father Jack's flask never gets lost. 
Okay. Um, I guess then add to your inventory endless flask of really, really good whiskey. Endless flask of fro granting whiskey. <laughs> You've heard of fireball whiskey. This is a ball whiskey. It's like a way. Actually, no. Dave, your, your character also now has a beard that would impress even the Elvisa, Elvisa uh, dwarves. Wait, so Bob has a fro and a beard. But the, the beard only shows up when you're sitting, when you're relaxing, smoking. When you're, when, at the end of the day, you're relaxing, smoking. That's when the beard just puffs out. Okay. Cool. I'm, I'm not questioning this. I'm a Goliath. I'm now a hobo Goliath. <laughs> And like I said, if you're ever just relaxing and it falls by, the dwarf will actually stop what he's doing to admire your beard. Yeah. Y'all better admire this. Have some of this, man. <laughs> okay, so, Hobo Bob. Yep, all that happened, and now Hobo Bob. Tune in next time when we return to Jeff's Door and the Adventures of Meg Ryan. Thank you for listening to ESLRPG. This podcast is recorded at MT English School in Toyama, Japan. Hi, this is David from ESLRPG. Thank you for listening. If you like what you hear, please consider supporting us by becoming a patron on Patreon at ESLRPG. Patrons get access to such benefits as updates on the future of the podcast, voting on one-shots, and access to full, unedited recordings. Also, if you are a game master or like role-playing, we recommend our friend Matt's Patreon at Milby's Maps. He creates massive maps for fantasy games, including castles and whole cities. If you like what you see, consider supporting him. Finally, one of the biggest ways you can support this podcast is by recommending it to any friends who might be interested. If you know someone who likes games, is studying English, or is looking for ideas for their classroom, let them know about us. Every new listener helps. Thanks for all the help, and see you next time.